0: i'm kyle okay here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots
1: and i'm drew with a u all right let's freaking get some hot d action and
2: i'm handsome drew i sit on the iron throne of opens when you play the game of intros you either win or you die
0: and this is not and this is not and this is not this is not, this is not the podcast you deserve
2: welcome to another episode of not the podcast you deserve i'm drew crawford joined by kyle cox and drew allen and as we have been doing for the last seven weeks we are talking about house of the dragon we're talking about episode eight that just recently dropped on hbo max and before we go too far let's cover the basics uh, there was another 10 year uh, there was another 10 year jump into the future. This has basically now become House of the Dragon, the next generation. And everybody got some severe glow ups, which was good. Uh, except for Viserys. He <laughs> is still alive, amazingly. <laughs> and just looking straight Kingdom of Heaven rough. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> everybody looks so, so different. Except for Christian Cole
2: and Damon look the exact same. They're vampires. Are there
0: vampires in <laughs> the Game of Thrones? Damon,
2: they've been doing a good job of giving Damon some some like wrinkles in his forehead. That's about it. Sure. That That that's is about, about it. it.
0: Kristen Cole looks the exact same. They have yeah. not even tried it. Yeah. They didn't give him a haircut. They didn't like grow out his beard or shave it off or anything. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll say the this. Thing.
2: They also did do a good job when he first got introduced of downplaying or like playing up how young he was at that time. Sure. He looked like he yeah. was You know, 25. I think he was supposed to be like 16 or something like that. I I think he was supposed to be like pretty young. And then now that he's supposed to be like 50, you're like, oh, you still look like you're 30. So like, where are we? Yeah. 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 The man that time forgot over here. But yeah, with another 10 year jump, I guess, I don't know if we're in season three yet or not, but we're, we're (laughs) in episode eight. Nonetheless. Any immediate reactions from you guys on the show as a whole? Give Patty
0: Considine the Emmy now, (laughs) you cowards. (laughs) Shut down voting and just give it to him. Because that dude has given the performance of a lifetime. Yeah, he can. This was his Macbeth. This is so good. He did such a great job. Andrew from Hot Fuzz (laughs) turned into this. (laughs) No way. I love him. I want to go see more movie season. I, I, apparently, he's been in some stuff. Yeah. I want to go watch it now.
1: I think he's a he's done such a great job. Yeah, and, agreed. And to that point, I've also grown to like Viserys' character more and more as he's lost more and more of his body. It seems like he <laughs> he's do he does a, a fairly good job of keeping the family together um, at the at the table towards the end, and we'll get more into that scene at the end. But it, it's clear that he has some control over his. Uh, uh, you know family his immediate family but his grandkids not so much and we'll get into that i'm sure towards the end of the pod
2: yep yep um i would agree with everything you guys just said but let's jump right in uh we open up 10 years later and the king is not doing great uh the queen is sitting in for him at all the small council meetings with her father otto hightower the hand so the high towers basically are the ruling um uh, monarchs now and they are keeping the king pretty doped up on pain meds and keeping him out of the way and just so they can keep doing whatever they want uh damon is farming dragon eggs uh sure, that yeah. was weird <laughs> I, I don't think i needed to see how dragon eggs were found that was yeah. I enlightening but gross and <laughs> he's just like real excited about it he was like look these three eggs like we got it let's go and they're like hey this came for you so he has to make a quick trip over to uh king's landing because lord Callus the sneeze, the sea snake has suffered a grave wound he is about to die most likely and now the secession of the Driftmark throne, sorry, the Driftwood throne and the island of Driftmark is now up for grabs. Even though it was pretty clearly supposed to be Luke and mm. uh, the Snake. I'm going to keep doing that. The Sea Snake's brother. <laughs> Say Sea yeah. Snake ten times fast. You can't do it.
0: Sea Snake. 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 Anyway,
2: because Kyle only said it six times, that doesn't count. <laughs> <And> sea Snake. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. I appreciate that. And his brother is going to make a claim for it because he does not believe that Luke and Jace are actually Valerian blood, and they have a pretty compelling argument. But, (laughs) as Lord Colas uh, mentioned earlier, people don't remember uh, I don't Blood,
0: they remember names. they don't
2: remember blood, they remember names. So, just saying that they are your, uh, you know, of your family, is fine. You say it loud enough and long enough, everybody will believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they show up to King's Landing, things have changed. The seven-pointed star is everywhere. They, mm. The erotica on the walls has changed. It feels much more like a monastery. Uh, any thoughts on any of the characters or places we've talked about and how things might have changed over the decade jump that we made.
0: Yeah, uh, I didn't notice this on my first watch. On my second watch, I did. I believe the guards in the uh, in King's Landing have changed from Targaryen symbols to Hightower symbols on their chest piece things. Hmm. Uh, which... If you didn't catch that all of the erotic dragon paintings were off out were no longer in the background, uh, and they've been replaced by weird religious imagery. Uh, that I think was pretty shocking this time, I had A little green thing on them too. So it was very blatant that Alice and has said, I'm making my full push for power now and no one can stop me. Mm-hmm. And she seems to be right at this point in time at least.
1: Yeah. I, I, I love how they kind of introduce us uh to that through Rhaenyra and Damon's eyes as they arrive to the, the castle, the Keep, and they get to experience how this is totally a different place. There's not just people walking everywhere. It's way more formal, way more reserved. I don't know about that, but when they
0: showed up and there was nobody there to greet them, I think that was uh, very similar to when Viserys showed up to Driftmark yeah. and no one was there to greet him either. There should they should have been a parade for both of them. Right. Yeah. No one cared. I think Otto says, did they get the, were they welcomed as befits their status? Mm-hmm. I think is, is what he says, which is pretty
2: cool. And yeah. the and the captain of the King's guard was like, yes, as you instructed. 100%. Like, wow. The way that we talked about. yeah, We did do that. <laughs> and you could tell he's like not happy about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I didn't pick up on the on the the seven pointed star that they mentioned in the after credits, you know, stuff. Is that like is that the Maesters? Is that their religion? That's the
2: Septans. That's uh, yeah, the Starry Sept, it's which is new actually the religion of Westeros. Well, it's I'm sorry, Drew. Oh, well, it's the uh, old religion of Westeros. It just the Targaryens came from Valeria, right? They never worshipped the Seven faced God. That was uh always the andals and then the the first men and Westeros. So and actually the starry set which is the seat uh think like this is the pope, right? Uh mm. this is Vatican. That exists in Old Town, which is where the high towers are. Oh, and so it is a common practice amongst the high towers that if you are like a second or lo- like a lesser son or like a bastard or you know like a young cousin or something that you're not going to inherit a bunch of stuff, uh, they put you in the sept and you become a septon because they know there's a lot of power in religion, and so the high towers are like very, very ingrained in uh, the religion of Westeros as well.
0: I thought that when in Game of Thrones they talk about by the old gods and the new, the new was the seven faced god and the old gods were the tree face things. Was that wrong? No, that's true. Okay. Because uh, you see Alicent... Um, I didn't put this together uh, until until the watch, until this episode, that in a lot of scenes with Allison and Renera, it's taking place in that garden deal with the face on the tree, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the gods. Yeah, names. the gods tree. So I never... Yeah, so for people like me who didn't know that the high towers were big into that, um, I took this as um after Allison had her outburst in front of everybody and slashed her arm and Aaron threatened to take out the eyeball of her nephew step brother um that she was like did the the usual 180 of oh i found religion and now i'm super into religion and that's my blanket for uh getting I, forget what you saw over here i'm now religious i i took it as that i didn't realize that the high towers were big into that yeah
2: that and it's also been a big point of contention throughout the Targaryen history with the Westerosi's and uh, their seven-faced god because uh, the seven have big problems with incest and marrying your cousin and marrying your sister and, you know, all that stuff, which is pretty big in the Targaryen family. And it actually caused a lot of riots and deaths throughout the Targaryen reign as they would marry one another. And then some religious leaders would like basically lead an uprising against them. And it became this pretty unsteady, tenuous relationship between the church and the Targaryens of like, all right, we're going to rule and we're going to let you guys be okay with each other, or we're going to have to fight forever. So, uh, for the high towers, to replace all the Targaryen things with the seven-pointed star is a pretty big slap in the face to the Targaryens as a whole basically taking mm, yeah. their seat of power and showing that the Targaryens are no longer in charge the mm. high towers are
0: Yeah which is weird because the if Aemon or uh, Aemon or Aegon if Aegon gets to sit on the throne which is what Allison wants he's a Targaryen by name,
2: yeah. So, but Aegon doesn't weird. care. Aemon's yeah, probably sure. the one that would do some stuff about it. Yeah, but he can't right now, because yeah. he's the the younger son and all that good stuff. Which right now, he said
1: right now. <laughs> if you to he
0: said right now. It was foreshadowing. He knows with, more than we do. Listen to that.
2: Okay. <laughs> with
1: back to the show with Aegon, uh, that's the reason Alicent can't go and manipulate. Um, if if Aegon takes care of his. You know, doesn't doesn't get in any trouble. Allison's there to intercept Rhaenyra before she gets to Viserys, right? That's is that what y'all read? Yeah, Uh but- yeah.
0: And this is such a heel turn for Allison. Oh, I just despise her. Yeah, I despised her before she brought abortion to to that <laughs> to the poor girl oh, that, was, that was that was such defiled a file
1: by Aegon heartbreaking scene of the yeah. the Handmaiden who was just trying to do her job. But Allison goes and talks to Aegon, and it's always uncomfortable whenever they're in a room together. And Allison is just disappointed in her, calls him not her son or something and to he's that effect. Always naked. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: he's naked a lot in this show. That's a good point.
2: Um,
1: yeah. But yeah, no, I agree
2: with Drew. That scene was really hard. I think the actress did a really good job of showing wrestling with genuine care for that girl of being like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And like, I feel so terrible and like, I feel responsible too, because this is my terrible son who did this, but also wrestling that with, but I can't do anything about it really to help you because then it would yeah. be, you know, shame upon my family. And then that's a scandal and I can't let that get out. So I've got to control the situation. So I'm going to bribe you make you sign a medieval NDA, and then yeah. watch you take this
1: Game of Thrones plan B. Yeah. I was that's, watching... That's a nicer way of saying it than what call yeah. it, I call it. I watched that whole scene... I still really like what I call it. <laughs> uh, uh, anywho, uh, I watched that whole scene expecting her to just kill the handmaiden, and so I, uh, I, was, I was thoroughly uh, surprised and happy that she did not uh, which also makes a lot of sense with her character because she was sent to marry uh, when she was far too young by her dad, so she's had to deal with a patriarchy uh, in her time also. So I kind of like that mm-hmm. uh, that little parallel there.
0: In the next scene, I think Granera goes and talks to to uh, Viserys yeah. with Damon, and they're like, "Hey, this is your grandkid. We named him Aegon," which is also what Allison named their child. Uh, <laughs> that had to be that had to be a weird that had to be weird when they got that yeah. raven note <laughs> hey Daemon and Rhaenyra had another kid named him Aegon they must have been like what the heck come on um,
2: nah, everybody like every in, fourth kid in the Targaryens is just named Aegon so yeah. <laughs> just yeah, fine okay uh,
0: the the, uh, the the next scene is with uh, Viserys is getting ready he's saying like he wants to get and have a dinner or whatever and he's like naked and you see his arm, his left arm. I thought his arm was chopped off. Uh, but you saw his arm. Was that an editing mistake or is it just like limp and useless? and So he is, mm-hmm. hasn't been putting it through the sleeve. Probably the latter. Oh man, I didn't
2: notice. Was it that arm or did you see his other arm?
0: It, his left arm is the one that's been gone, I thought. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought it was chopped off. But he was sitting there, sitting up, and he, he saw his left arm was right there. So I didn't know that was a... Mistake editing wise, or if I did not if notice his arm wasn't chopped off and just is no longer useful. I did not notice the
1: arm. Did we go past Viserys in his bed? I know we mentioned his the son, um, but I thought I thought Damon specifically did a really good job acting in that scene. I wanted to to mention that of you can tell he's uncomfortable looking at his brother, but I also felt some love, some brotherly love coming through uh, Matt Smith's acting, which I thought was really beautifully yeah, this- done.
0: Yeah, this episode, you get the first real Damon showing that he gives an ass about anybody other than himself. But, yeah, which, is nice. which is also
2: balanced by him immediately going to, like, I need you to do this. Like, this is what you yes. have to say. Like, while I do feel bad for you, I also came right. here for a thing. I need you to do something for me. And so yeah. him and wrestling was... with that was kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, and then Renier was kind of, like, uneasy. that they're tr- he, he was rushing into business. But you also understood it, and uh, like I've always taken Damon to look at weakness as just a weakness. Like he, it kind of grosses him out, Um, which may not be true. He just he's so strong and focused on his goal. He doesn't really stop to to look at um, things that are in his way. But I've never noticed his his relationship with Viserys being kind or or like he, he he i guess he's always respected his brother No, is that not true that's not true
0: no i don't think so at all i think this is what happens when you got a family member who you know is on their last limb and you start to remember the good stuff yeah. and you start to kind of choose your words more carefully you start to be a little bit more helpful um so I, th- I think this holding up a mirror to uh reality that's a really uh, good point this episode for
2: sure yeah. uh the one other scene i wanted to harp on just real quick before we go too far into the, the meat was revisiting the yard uh where Jace and Luke are walking through and they're getting oh, stared yeah. at. Everyone's just like and they, you could tell yeah. uh Luke is uncomfortable and Jace is like, who cares? Like, you know, we are who we are. Let's let's own it. And you can tell that Luke is also saying things like, I look more like Sir Harwin than I do like a and that's a problem and that no one would actually be you can see he's wrestling with the truth as well and i also liked earlier in the episode where you see jace trying to learn old valerian and stuff and he is trying to get himself ready he has embraced his identity he's like it doesn't matter who my dad might have been you know i am going to be the man i want to be and train for that Mm -hmm. and i thought it was interesting as they revisited that same area that caused the such a big family rift the first time. And then they're gonna try to mend that later in the episode. And you just see Eamon there fighting Sir Kristen Cole and also just looking like a freak. Uh <laughs> yeah. like the eye patch isn't doing him any favors, but the long hair, the just real pointed chin and nose, it's like, dude, you look yeah. weird. Huh. <laughs> He looks more like Damon's
0: kid than anything, yeah. right? Somebody needs to a do a point. DNA test on that kid for sure. Uh, which, why does he look 15 years older than his older brother in this episode? Yeah. You're already recasting everybody. Cast someone who looks older than him. I don't understand. That's a good point. The kid, Aegon's got like four lines. So cast someone who looks older. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. <laughs> or is it the point to be like he's kind of the baby even though he's older? And the second born is really kind of like the man.
1: of the He's family. been I think that's hardened kind of by it. training and battle, and and, and his dragon. Yeah,
0: yeah, drew drew the you your your pick of him being the the one to carry your banner of the four year olds. <laughs> we did that uh, three weeks ago. That was a great call because I didn't I didn't I thought it was weird that they chose him to have the pig, but like I didn't really foresee that being. And now his life goal is to kill everyone around him.
2: And you are totally right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the banners, I couldn't help but notice not one mention of Bug Girl. Uh. Not one. (laughs) Not a one. Uh, That's so sad. Bug
0: Girl does have a good scene in this episode as well. There at the end. So the next big scene is the everybody gets to state their claim uh, for who should be sit on the throne of Drift Mark Driftwood Drift Mark Wood, and you got Renera and her two kids. You've got Alicent sitting on the throne. You've got the brother with the Vaymond, I think is his name. Is his name Vaymond, the brother yes. of Corliss?
1: Mate.
0: Yeah. And then you've got uh, uh, Rainis? Uh, Raina? Rainis? Rainis. Who is also possibly going to vie for that as well.
2: Yeah. And then Rhaenys when we get know. into the trial scene, uh, the two things that. I loved immediately was that one Otto Hightower has the biggest flourish ever when he sits on that throne. Like he's been thinking about it for years and then he just sat on it like yeah this is
1: ugh, this this is
2: absolutely where I'm supposed
1: to be. Looking in the mirror like I'm gonna sit like this. No 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 no, that's too strong. I'm gonna sit like yeah. this. Yeah, he's <laughs> been practicing
2: in the mirror for a long time. And then I laughed as well when Viserys walked in and his save the day dramatic music moment of this series is just him showing up to do his job. <laughs> no, don't do that. It's literally do his his like, wow, he's here and he saved the day is just him being old not yet have died and then just like showing up to do the thing he was supposed to no, be doing the whole don't,
0: time don't don't take this away from him no i no one has been harder on king viserys <laughs> than i on this show for the past 7 weeks and i'm not saying I mean, it's not
2: big and important i'm just saying it's funny that that's the dramatic swelling music moment of his no, career
0: no 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 don't no 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 don't take this away from him cuz now cuz he won me over this episode i've been so hard on him i thought he was such a, such a terrible ruler such a such a horrible excuse for a leader. <laughs> but And I'm not sure that all that's still not true. But when he's at his worst, on his deathbed, half his face is gone. He's losing limbs and then regrowing them back, apparently. And his daughter comes to him while he's high on pain meds. And she says, Daddy, I need your help. And that dude gets his bag of bones out of bed, gets all dressed up, walks down those 700 stairs, which nobody helps him with. And man, he won me over on that scene. As a a dad, that really touched me. Uh, His little girl came and said, I I need you. I need you to do this. And he figured out a way to make it happen. That was total redemption Mm. for that whole character in my eyes until he screws it up at the very end. But that was almost complete redemption for King Viserys for me. That was such a good scene. And you're right. He just showed up and did his job. It's like people being called heroes for doing the thing they're paid to do, right? But it it was such an epic moment for him. King Aegon got to ride on the back of dragons and, and kill a bunch of people and take a bunch of people over. This guy got out of his deathbed to go stand up for his daughter and to bring his family back together.
2: And like that was his Man, big moment. That was his big battle. When he was walking up to that throne, I was like 50-50 chance he falls on one of those swords.
1: Uh, and yeah. I
2: I was gonna laugh so hard when like the high towers thought they were screwed and then he slips and falls and they're all like, Oh, oh thank God. Like we we can go back to being in charge again.
1: Yeah, but he would have just gotten then, up off of that sword and pulled it out and been like, oh, that really hurts, and continued walking because nothing can <laughs> kill this man. He made a deal with the devil.
0: Well, drew, the you to your point from earlier, uh, he is now he's, he just went down the 700 stairs to get to the throne. Now he's going to walk up the 855 stairs <laughs> to get up to the throne. And the Kingsguard comes and tries to help him. He said, I don't need your help. I can do it. And then a second hand comes up to help him. And he's like, I said I'm fine, and it's Damon. Mm. It's the brother who has scorned him and has disowned him and has spit in his face every chance, is now there to help his brother get up to the throne, which part of that is like, oh, it's so sweet. They're making amends. Reality, Damon knows he needs that guy's butt in that chair to say <laughs> Rhaenyra's kids are still who we say they are for their line and for everything to be fine. But it still was a, a really... You, you, I think you get two ends of the spectrum. You get one dude yeah. who is who is doing this act of love completely out of love, and and for his daughter, and then you get this other guy who comes in here does an act of service, maybe out of love for his brother, but more probably because I need your ass in that throne <laughs> so that you can say my kids are who uh, we need you to say they are. That was such a great scene, and there was no battle, there were no giants, there was there was no CGI. It was just great storytelling, and because of the pace this show has gone on, that was the, I'm, I think that was the, I think that was the climax of the whole first season, was that scene right there. I, I don't think there will be a bigger scene than that. I think the rest of this is falling action in comparison to him getting up and saying in front of everybody, we, why are we even talking about this? We Six years ago, we said that these were the heirs to the throne. Why are we having this discussion? And everybody was like, no, yeah. In fact, they want to marry my daughters. So this
2: is great. Yeah, we're, the line is the family's stronger than ever. Yeah. Who knew? We, we couldn't be more
1: on board. That's actually why we're here. Yeah. Well, everybody.
0: The only thing
1: I think to go against that theory, Kyle, is that we have three more episodes. So, roughly 70 more years of story that House of Dragons is going to get through. <laughs> nice. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, and then
0: when I go back to God dang it, I love Damon so much. When Vaymond or Baymond or whatever the heck his name is is just looking crazy eyed and and he's he's like, and these kids and Damon just looks at me he goes, say, say it. it. <laughs> I was like, yes. And then he yells the B word, which I, I looked at my wife and I was like, oh no, he's about to die. <laughs> and before I got die out of my mouth, you see Damon slices flipping yeah. head off. I think of Viserys says, I'll have your tongue for that. And Damon cuts his head right above the tongue and says, He can keep the tongue. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love Damon. It was so, so awesome. Damon's my ride or die. He's,
2: I will never turn It was the head most, head. like, Han Shot first moment that's ever happened.
0: Yes. You know, uh, Crawford, this this probably doesn't uh, bode well for Damon, but in Game of Thrones, in the first season of Game of Thrones, me, yeah, into the first season, I was like, Cal Drogo. That's my dude. I want that guy to sit on the throne at the end. Like, that's <laughs> my pick. And he died pretty quick after that. And so that makes me, that makes me not feel great for Damon. That I no. love Damon so much. I have a feeling he's my new
1: Cal Drogo, and that makes me sad. But uh, I want him to see it to the finish. I think your Cal Drogo could be Harwin Breakbones, you know? Yeah,
0: that actually may add up better. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, my picking has not been good for him. I
0: definitely didn't have Brand the Flippin' Builder or whatever his name was as uh, my pick Brand the for broken. the broken. season. So, Bob the Broken.
2: Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I did also think that uh, Rainy did a great job in the death scene, watching the Silent Sisters work on her brother in law. And you can tell, even in not doing anything, she is wrestling with so many emotions. Right, like her husband is wounded and dying. Uh, her family line is in jeopardy. Her son is dead, presumably at the hands of her daughter in law. Her brother in law is dead at the hands of her son in law, I guess. I don't know.
1: The, the <laughs> yeah. line, the family
2: tree is pretty crooked. And then, I mean, she's wrestling with like everybody I love is dead all the plans I had about potentially getting my own seat of power were thwarted again because she was yeah. supposed to be queen originally. And like, she just can't catch a break. And mm-hmm. she does a great job of delivering all of that emotion with two lines. And I thought that was really great.
0: Uh, then the next big scene is the dinner scene. The King Viserys says, I'm going to throw a feast. My whole family's here. We're gonna, all going to get together, have a good time. And he takes off his little face mask thing to show everybody the two-face look <laughs> from The Dark Knight. Yikes. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, and he says, I don't want you to see me as your king. I want you to see me as your husband, your father, your grandfather. And I was like, man, this dude's had such a bad run. And I'm glad he's finally getting... We all know it's not going to last. But at least everybody's going to try to make yeah. up, at least for him, while he's still here. And you get that touching... supposed to be touching, I guess, Toast from Anera to Allison and Allison back to Renera, and you're like, oh, like, this, this might be like, they're trying, this is great, and then you get Bug Girl, who's like, hey, don't worry, being married's not always terrible, he'd leave you alone for the most part, and then she sits back down, and we don't see Bug Girl again, um, but in this scene, before we get to the big stuff, Jace and Luke are sitting close to each other, they're a couple shots, their hair color is different, Luke's hair is way darker than Jace's hair, uh, I'm sticking with my, that means they can't be related uh, as well as we want uh, them to be because we know in Game of Thrones everyone has the same hair color if you're from a family. that This furthers my point that Jason and Luke have different dads. Uh, the problem is I think Cole's hair is darker than Breakbone's hair, um, which that doesn't fit up timeline-wise for me. But uh, am I seeing things? I know I'm partially colorblind, but one of those hairs looks a lot darker than the other one.
1: That is not what I noticed in that scene. I can't can't say. I I saw none of that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, somebody take a look. Because it's... uh, The the older ones got light brown hair. Yeah. And the younger ones got dark hair. What are we doing? You know? Right. That's me. Um, Crawford, do you want to go into that at all?
2: Into the hair color? No, I do not. But uh, into the rest of the scene, (laughs) I did think that... Patty Constantine did a great job. I think it's, as a person, it's got to be so exhausting to act that old.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: It just like, it can't be easy to physically, like, hurt. Like, I don't know. I, I would need so much Advil after that. But I think that he finally got what he always wanted, which is just so badly he wants his family to get along. And he gets that for like two minutes. And it warms his heart so much that it just kills him. And he has to leave. (laughs) But he goes away a happy man. Because he's like, I I defended my daughter. I have reunited the family. There is some heartfelt emotion going on here. I feel like there's a chance. The family's going to be strong again. And then he leaves the room and it immediately devolves back into chaos. Just like instantly. Yeah. And... It it just shows that, you know, this veneer of whatever they try to put on the surface is never gonna overcome all the years of hurt and, like, anger and trials that they've put each other through, and these kids are going to ruin each other. Aegon just can't chill for, like, nine seconds. He's just always the worst. And then he looks at his mom and was like, uh, I didn't ask for this. And it's like, you're the worst, dude. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> who,
0: who had the... Uh one of the strong kids had a pig delivered to Amon though right isn't wasn't that the subcontext there they a, a roasted pig ends up being put in front of Amon, and and the thought is that one of the target one of the strong kids did that as like a reference to two episodes I, ago? I don't
2: know that they did it on purpose or that it just happened to show up and they all, Looked at each other like, ha remember that? This is ironic. This is really funny. And they don't have to say anything. I mean, they could have made it happen on purpose, but I don't know. I would,
0: I do kind of like that they they don't explicitly say one way or another. But kind of the look on, I think, Luke's face to be like, oh, you planned that, you little sucker. Um, And then Eamon stands up and said, you guys are so brave, so old, so strong. And I didn't get that reference. I looked at my wife and was like, why did that piss everybody off? And I realized Strong is their dad's last name. Um, but that was, you You nailed it, Drew, You and you said that Avon is going to be unhinged. Uh, yep. I think you're dead on. This guy wants blood now. Uh, and then Aegon takes Luke's head and bangs it into the table. And I was like, I don't think the Strong brothers know how to protect themselves. <laughs> well, that's not great because... Not only do you not have the big dragon, also you can't fight, and you're going to need both of those things here pretty soon. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they ran to the uh, training grounds and were like, remember that time you couldn't swing a mace and dented the wall? Like, they weren't (laughs) like, you remember that time you beat this guy in a fight? Like, all of their memories are terrible, getting beat up, or that one time he brings a knife to a rock fight? Like, that's not even fair. They don't even (laughs) fight fair. Not like my boy Aemond, who you know has never done anything wrong in his entire life. He's just misunderstood. Oh God! And I think he'd be a great ruler. He seems really like he's got his stuff together. No, really level headed. No skeletons in the closet. He's gonna end up killing his older brother to sit on the throne. You're calling that right, Crawford? So it's gonna feeding him him to his dragon.
0: Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Um, And then the the final I think scene of the movie after Viserys or of the episode. Viserys, to me, totally redeemed himself. Was so happy for him. I said out loud, like, Patty Considine deserves to die on screen in <laughs> this season. Like, we don't... He he does not deserve the... Next episode starts with, all oh, the king's Pass. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We deserve to see him do that because it's been such a really great performance. And we do get that, but right before, which I think he said, my love, I'm assuming he's seeing his dead wife, um, oh, which was yeah. kind of nice. But right before that, Alison comes to him, and and he's thinking it's Rhaenyra, and the conversation he had with Rhaenyra about the prince that was promised, and Aegon gave him the the knife that had the inscription, mm-hmm. and so he just basically says, "Prince," and she said, "Oh, Aegon." And he's like, "Aegon, it's it's you. You're the one." He thinks he's talking to Rhaenyra because he's dying and he's on a bunch of drugs and stuff. And I realized that the rest of not only this episode or this season or the following seasons in the story, but really the, the the rest of Game of Thrones that follows this is basically the storyline of, like, a sitcom from the 80s where, like, where the entire plot revolves around, like, one zany misunderstanding that the characters <laughs> ran with in different ways, and that's what causes all the... like. This is Three's Company now, yeah. is what it is. As somebody heard him say, "Aegon, Prince, it's you," and they took that to mean whatever. And now we're in jeers, and <laughs> now we, and now we've got to wait three weeks until they realize, "Oh, that's what you meant." You know, I, I don't think this is going to end well for anybody because of that one, that one conversation.
1: Yeah, I, I think the the dinner scene with the kids really foreshadows that like this is not this this peace that was you know mar- brought to at the at the dinner table is not going to last, but the the final nail in the coffin in Viserys' coffin uh, is that scene with Allison, and that's the the intro to the next episode. We get to see Allison's thing going forward is gonna be no 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 the king told me he wanted Aegon on the throne and like that's kind of renewed her her drive
2: yeah which is just so frustrating that like it it didn't matter if he said that or not she could have walked out of the room and said that no matter what and people would have been like oh great the king changed his mind after 40 years? Good, good, good. He only said it to you moments before he died? Perfect. We believe you. It's like, that is so frustrating. Um, mm. But people just don't want a woman sitting on the throne. So they're going to they're gonna believe whatever they need to believe to put a male on the throne.
0: I'm very conflict-averse. So I feel like if I had been in Allison's shoes right then, I'd probably have been like, ah, he probably didn't mean that. There's no reason to stir the pot. I would have <laughs> just walked out and been like, Never bring it up again, but Allison. Oh, I hate her so much. She's gonna take that and she's gonna start a war based on that. Oh, um, so we got three episodes left. Two, we kind of know where this next episode is going. Two, yeah, we got two episodes left. We kind of know where this next one's going. Uh, Crawford. Anything we should be paying attention to, anything we should be taking high notice of for the next episode? Man,
2: I just don't know how they're gonna get everything into two episodes. So I don't know no. if this is gonna be like just a precursor season and then we're gonna get into more battles and stuff next season. I because or I don't know, they could just do some crazy time jumps again. I I'm very interested to see what the what's actually in installed in the next two episodes because they could either just like crazy jetpack around the story or they could start to string it out a little bit more and give us more of the Game of Thrones of old I don't know okay cool
0: I saw a, uh, I saw a little tidbit um, that ranera and Day- Damon are the great- grandfather of the three-eyed Raven so uh I don't really know how that helps us now in this storyline. Um but uh, you know, there you go. We might get another time jump 60 years and we get old three-eyed raven guy <laughs> talking to Bram the Broken and then then it just ends. I I wouldn't even be mad. I would like this if that was the ending of this season, I would like this way more than the last season of Game of Thrones. It would
2: still be better. I'd still be all for it. Uh yeah.
0: So nothing nothing to uh nothing to tease us, huh?
2: We did get a tiny glimpse of uh oh, what are their names? Sir Arik and Sir Eric. Um
0: Who and who Yeah.
2: They they were just very fleeting in there. Um yeah, Sir Arik and Eric Cargill. And they're twins, and they're gonna be important. Um so they should probably show up in the next episode as well. But they, they were like in one scene. And I think she said something about it. oh, uh He's the guy that comes and says, there's been a delicate situation in your son's room. That's that's one of the, oh. I think she says that's Sir Eric. I can't remember. They're in the King's Guard. Yeah.
0: I don't know what y'all, but I can't wait for Sundays at 8 um, to see how this thing is going to wrap up. Uh, listener, thanks for sticking around as we talk about episode 8 of House of the Dragon. And we will catch y'all next week. when we do, you know, the same thing, but different. Thanks for listening. This is not the podcast you deserve.